You're listening to the Totally Buzz UK podcast. Hello, and welcome to another Totally Buzz UK podcast. The podcast takes you around the weird and wonderful stories on the web that you may have missed. I'm your host, Laura. This podcast is in association with www.totallybuzz.co.uk. And you know her, you might not love her, or maybe you do, but my co-host this week is Kaylee. Who doesn't love me? Probably Squiggy. Uh, fair. I mean, when we went to go visit him in Newcastle, we did almost have that meet-cute moment when we went to go grab for the same thing. I like the idea that you see it as a meet-cute and Squiggy was no, like... like he said, if we hadn't met, it would have been meet-cute. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Squiggy was like, he says that to your face, but really, he was like, at that moment, I knew she was my mortal enemy. Well, have the same thing. I got a bit confused because I can't remember whether I was going to go grab my drink and then he was going to go grab something else, but I can't remember. And instead they so just grabbed I think, hands. I think that we kind of almost collided hands. But yeah. It was beautiful. No. <laughs> they were one step away from starting a beautiful rom-com. Yep. But alas. Never happened. Now they're mortal enemies, which weirdly is actually a <laughs> plot of about 18,000 rom-coms. Yep. 10 Things I Hate About You, Geordie edition. Anyway, <laughs> Kaylee, how are you? <laughs> My boyfriend thinks I'm fat. Sorry. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm two weeks into my new job and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So that's good. Excellent. I'm sure the listeners who have been listening. We'll see how we're getting on. <laughs> Yeah, the listeners have seen your up and thing and when they tune in, you're like, it's all going well. A few episodes later, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> it's that energy, but hopefully it won't be that this time. So anyway, we do like to get straight to it here on the Totally Buzz UK podcast. If you're a new listener, I'll explain how this works. I have three weird, and I mean weird, stories to discuss with Kaylee. She knows nothing about what we're going to talk about. They're from around the web. They haven't got enough attention given that they are so weird. I can't iterate this word enough and then we discuss them talk about whatever comes to came on she shares some anecdotes bing bam boom ban up that puts a pep in your step and then she rounds it off with a tiktok that she tells you to go watch because she wants you to be happy this week kaylee you ready for story one i'm kind of concerned about this week since you said weird and emphasized it three times Story one. Kaylee, are you familiar with a lorikeet? Yes, I am. Excellent. It's like a parakeet for those not wondering, like a little tiny little tropical bird looking thing. Anyway, it's a little greedy, greedy, little greedy, just like some animals. They just don't know when they're full, which ironically I could use to describe you as well. I've just realised. So anyway, this is from abc.net. It's we're going down under, as we always love to, to an Ipswich bakery. Not to be confused with Ipswich that's 30 miles from Norwich in the UK. Australian Ipswich. Okay. Anyway, so basically, there was a bunch of lorikeets, 13 to be exact, which is, you know, quite many a bird. Mm. And they've been dubbed the Dough Bros. Why? Because they toppled into a tub of dough at an Ipswich bakery and got themselves stuck. Oh, no. And they attempted what any logical creature would do to eat their way out. <laughs> this just sounds like a really like bad storyline for a cartoon. <laughs> How did what did you do? What should we do, guys? Eat our way out of the dough. Mm. So I just imagine them some of them squirming trying to like fly out and their feet are just stuck and it all stretches and what have you, but they can't get out. Well, it's gonna it's sort of interesting. So these birds, right, have pouch like mm-hmm. crops at the top of their chest, just below their esophagus. Which right. stores pre-digestive food. So basically it all goes there and then they eventually digest it through their stomach. So it's like right. kind of like a kind of pre-collection system, if you will. But here's the problem. So these rainbow lorikeets, beautiful colours, rainbow. So they're either sporting the NHS or they're gay. Hey? No. Hey. Okay. 
Right. So basically, they fell into this like batter dough, and it, their chest became swollen because they ate so much dough because they basically stuffed it all in to get out. Right. And this tub they of dough was gorged themselves. Yes, let's say that. So this tub of dough was left in a waste bin at the bakery, and it wasn't until the next morning when the baker came in and they opened the box and they were like, "Why are there thirteen lorikeets in here, full of dough?" All with the little swollen bellies. And so to sum up how much they ate, these normally weigh about 130 grams, so not much. Mm-hmm. But these birds all individually clocked into 150 to 170 grams. I would hate to be the fattest bird of the lot out of the 30. Out of the 13 birds, you imagine like mm, 170. We've got a big one over here, boys. But like, that bird's got a damn fat ass. So it's like they'd accidentally toppled in. But good news is the RSPCA were called. They come in. They have an RSPCA in Australia. Yes, they do. They, they came in and were like, Oh, we can help you. And they use fluids to flush out the dough, give them a bath, and they're all fine and, and can fly again. But basically, they ended up being stuck because they ate so much, they couldn't fly. Aww. So that's why they had to be rescued. But now they're back in the wild, living their best life. Again, I, I imagine one of those like cartoons, you know, a bit like Looney Tunes or whatever. Just imagine a really, really fat bird with like cherub like cherub like wings, like just little tiny wings trying to flap. I feel like there was a cartoon, like a Pixar thing that's a bit like that. What I find funny is that the idea that they ate so much they couldn't fly, it it is like a very Disney-esque storyline. Like, you know, all a kid's book. You know, like one of of those kid's books where it's like a very picture and you learn a lesson by the end. Yeah, I was going like, to say Chicken Little for some reason. Like, I the sky's like, falling. Well, I think it's more like Dr. Zeus, like the larrakeet that chose to cheat or something like that, you know. The lorikeet that chose to cheat. Yeah. Kaylee, an original title. Or something about dough. Yeah, but how would you react to going into work if you worked in a bakery, open the box, discovering... Not, I think I it's think the I'd sheer amount of birds. I'd probably, it'd probably scare me more than anything. I'd be like, yeah. oh my god! 13 rainbow coloured birds. I'd be like, what? I'd be like, how the fuck did they get in here? I, you know what? Because it's Australia. It's only when one got be a bit rude. You'd think the others would like clue in, but clearly not. Clearly, they were like, this dough's so good, guys. Come on, jump in. So they're like <laughs> wording it like they fell in, but it feels a bit like they were like, mmm, delicious dough. I feel like delicious one of them dough. Fell in, he was like, fuck this, I'm not going to be the only one. And then he turned into like a siren, you know, and was like, come to the dough. It's very nice. Very warm. To be fair, it does just it does just scream kids cutting. So I'm like one fell in and one's like, help me out, guys. And the other one's like, I've got you jumps in, tries to pull him out. <laughs> guys, I'm also stuck. Now it's your turn. Help oh, me. Was the storyline in Winnie the Pooh with Piglet stuck in a hole. Was it Winnie the Pooh stuck in a honey pot and they all have to stand behind him and they're trying to pull no, him out? I feel like pot. there was one where like one of them fell in the hole and then they were all trying to get each other out and they ended up pulling each other into the hole and then like there was a big moral of the story. In my head now, there's a honey pot and Winnie the Pooh's put his head in a hole to reach the honey. No, it's not a honey pot because he wants to put the honey in the pot. He's in trying to stuck his head inside like to get honey and got stuck. And so it's a hole that he's stuck in. I'm but sure he's that in the is hole. a story as well, but that's not the one I'm on. About. All we're learning here is Winnie the Pooh may be using stuck in a hole too much. Yeah. <laughs> that's all and we're I learning just, here. And I just get that whole step round now situation. I mean, that's fair. Right. So aside, you don't we know, know what I mean, do you? I absolutely have no idea. If you want to explain to the audience, sure. Let's just say it's some X-rated <laughs> humour. 
I don't know how we've ended up here. Honestly, if you if, if only you knew. <laughs> I don't think I want to. Probably not. Anyway, we know how you'd react. To be fair, I was going to say also because it's Australia, I'd probably be relieved that it's birds, not spiders yeah, or anything exactly. scarier. Can you imagine like a bird eating spider or something just fucking jumping on your face. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Sorry, Australia, you have scary animals. We're British. Yep. We're scared. A squirrel would actually scare me. Actually, to be fair, anything would scare me. I say this now. A bunch of pigeons. The the squirrels are onto something. They're spies. Yeah, I mean, if the spies fell into a bunch of dough, they're not the best spies in the world. What I also was going to say, Kaylee, have you ever eaten too much to the point where you knew you were going to eat too much and then you regret it instantly? Because I feel that's what probably happened to these lorry keys. They were probably thinking they're living their best life, eating all this dough. Gonna let you know, uh, let you in on a little secret that happens all the fucking time. What like, you eat something? I'll be eating dinner with my mum, and she's like, "Come on, have a bit more, just finish it." And I'm like, "I'm gonna feel sick, but fuck it, I'll eat it anyway." And then I feel sick. So, so what you're saying, if you were one of these birds, you probably would eat too much of this delicious dough, regret it. It's actually yeah. probably it's probably good you don't have a pouch to pre-store yeah, your I food. Yeah, I, I just feel sick, and then I have to lie down. But clearly, because they're stuck anyway, I don't think it's a problem. You were like, "This is just a typical Tuesday night." Yeah, pretty much. There's nothing weird about this story. No, I relate. <laughs> I was going to say the other thing. Are you quite surprised that the birds like dough? Because I wouldn't imagine dough appealing to birds. But then I'm getting. Like, was it sweetened? It just says it was dough that was in the waste bin. So it's dough that they've, you know. I mean, it could be scraps of all different types of stuff because it could be dough that contains like fruit and nuts and things, you know. Oh, I guess seed, yeah. Exactly. So they might have been interested in that, you know. They've lured them in with the beautiful, glorious seeds. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like a bit of red with seeds and whatever you're in? I quite like that in the summer, you know. A bit of cranberry and what have you. We just basically found out that you're a lorikeet in another life because I feel like you're like, yeah, me too, bro, me too. <laughs> is that is that what you think a lorikeet sounds like? No, it's not what I think, it's what I know. Oh, interesting. Shall we uh, move on to story two? Because it's also animal related. I've got a little bit of animal magic. Because we do find a lot of animal stories are weird because animals provide us with weird entertaining stories, right? Yes, please. So, obviously, we're going to Florida, home of the weird. So, basically, our two favourite things here, animals, Florida. Yeah. So, headline on this, I got it from the Miami Herald, because that's where you get your good Florida news from. 911 call about fight ends with Florida cop separating two brawling goats. Wow. Now, this is probably just an average night. Nice, yeah. So, two brawling goats ended up at a Florida jail after deputies were called to break their fight up because it spilled into the yard. The odd scene played out... Uh, south of Jacksonville where police were alerted to a fight in progress. Both goats were taken into custody and even the sheriff office couldn't resist <laughs> making jokes about it. So they put on their Facebook that the suspects were pretty mad at one another and the fight escalated into the yard of a nearby residence. Both were pretty hard-headed but officers managed to separate, wrangle and bring them into jail. Now Kaylee, it doesn't say what caused the fight but it took less than a day to find their owners thanks to tips and basically... One witness reported that the goats had been fighting all weekend, with one even offering to post bail for them, while another mm-hmm. others tried to imagine what the 911 call would have been like. Kaylee, how would you report if you saw two goats fighting in the street? I was going to make a pun and say, I guess you could say they 
scoop them. Wow. I mean, that's not your best work. First of all, I don't think I would have rang the police. Why would, would you? Like a RSPCA or whatever. Whatever the American equivalent is, because I think it yeah. is a different organisation in America. But yeah, that's I wouldn't I would, think yeah. to call the police about fight, fighting goats, unless there was people like controlling them oh. and they were using them like what, to like fight for them. Yeah, a little bit like cockfighting, being the chicken just before anyone doesn't really familiar with that. And for Kay- Kaylee's bringing, thinks Kaylee's bringing X-rated material again. But no, like... All I'm going to say, though, is these animals are known for butting heads. Yeah, I mean, that's a goat's go-to move. It's their signature move, if you will. If they were a WWE wrestler, their finisher would be something involving their head. Exactly. I mean, actually, this is a weird connection, but there was basically Daniel Bryan when he was in his heyday in WWE. And at his peak, he had a long beard and his (laughs) hair was all raggy. So people said he looked like an ugly troll or a goat. But he yeah. obviously turned into goat, meaning greatest of all time. So it's like he started <laughs> nicknaming himself the goat. But he had a move where he dived off the top rope, uh, like a diving headbutt, and like head first into the per- like a player, uh, like a wrestler laying down. And sometimes yeah. that got called the flying goat. Nice, nice. And, yeah. But I think it's a bit like that story we had a while ago where that woman was in, I think it was a Burger King uh, drive-thru and she called the police because it took so long. Yes. If you remember. It's the, it is the, it's the same, but less sort of... At least with this one, you're like, at least there's some sort of crime maybe going on or yeah. a reason why. Because you probably I think mean, the goats might escalate into hurting me, someone. Part of me thinks maybe it's the whole panic of like, maybe the police would get there quicker. But it's like, what do you expect the police to do with a wild animal? Surely they're not trained to deal with that sort of thing. I don't know. I feel like you have to be, you would get some sort of training because I'm thinking in this country when they deal with dog attacks. Yeah, no, I understand dogs, but, like, goats are a whole different kettle of fish. Well, I guess you'd sort of have mandatory training that would cover your basic stuff. But then again, in America, I'm also thinking you'd probably need to know how to handle bears and stuff. Probably a, a higher priority is what I'm saying. I guess there is that, but I think more like, this is what I was going to go with the bear. Well, this is the same with goats. You call the police, who will also call, like, an animal control agency... And like yeah. the police cordon off the area while then they have the animal. You see what I mean? That's yeah, what I my logic is. Like, let me let me put it to you this way, right? So let's let's say for, uh, for instance that you're a police woman in, in the UK, right? You've been sort of told about dog attacks and what have you, right? And then you get called out because there's two Robux or whatever at the side of the road having a fight, right? Two deer. You've not been trained for that because it's not an everyday occurrence be so confused exactly this is what i'm saying in that instance if there was two deer at the side of the road having a fight and you thought it was going to cause some sort of issue surely you'd be ringing the animal people but i guess i'd still be going out there just in case it's because i guess it's the argument why is there two loose animals because you could have to find the owners which is more of a who was to say that they actually had owners? I know they do. No, but I guess it's the it's idea the you need. You still need to find out where they came from. Yeah, he, I understand not, that. But again, RSPCA. There is that, but I think it's maybe you want to make sure they weren't stolen. It's just, I guess it's dotting your eyes, crossing your T's. Well, the only other thing I was going to say was, um, this was obviously, oh, I think it was like six months ago. I was on a hike with a friend and there was a sheep in, a, in this field. And most of the time, if you walk anywhere near a sheep, they'll just fuck off because they're scared, right? But this one, it was it was just stood in these bushes. It wasn't moving, wasn't really doing anything. And there was all these flies around it. And I sort of walked up to it and it didn't hesitate at all. Like, did not move, just stayed in the same bit. And I was like touching it, stroking it and stuff. And then I realised that like there was a massive gouge in its side, which is why all the flies were ha- hanging about it. And it was like, I think it had been gouged in 
gouged in the side of the head or whatever and it just it wouldn't sit down or anything it would just sort of hover in the same spot and I was really concerned for it and I thought who can I call in this situation so I sort of put a call into the RSPCA or like the trust or whatever for the land and they said oh is there any farm buildings near site uh, nearby and then i sort of explained that there was there was one down the, the road or whatever i was like but could somebody come up here because it's obviously not in a good way and this needs to be like looked into because obviously it wasn't it didn't look like it was going to die but it needed some some form of medical assistance but you know they were actually triangulated where we were and like we never really went back to see if anything had happened but I felt better that like knowing that I'd actually called and did something about it but I'd never would have called the police about it but obviously it wasn't like it wasn't like it was fighting or anything would you not do the same if it was in the middle of a road or something would you not have to be fair when I was driving back from this hike there was just three random cows on the road and I was like what the fuck but I just drove off I didn't really think anything of it sure you just weren't higher in a horror movie that you did not realize (laughs) because The cows freak me out more, I'll be honest with you. You know how much I don't like cows. Cows cows have a way. I mean, I, I believe that's why I come from a city of concrete cows, because our people knew that real cows couldn't be trusted. So yeah. we built a shrine to them. My whole point of that story is that I didn't call the police. Yeah. But I guess it, I think it's a different side. What if you saw the, the sheep being attacked? And what, by people? By another sheep. By people is a different story, because I think... I think un- if it was a person or people attacking a sheep then yeah i've called police but again if it's just animals attacking each other i'm probably going to call like an animal thing because in my mind like i don't if it's something to do with animal i don't instantly think oh the police i think something to do with animals like you know you need to call somebody who has some form of expertise in my head it's like a weird version of the a team it's the animal police (laughs) find them and if you can track them, cool. I just, I just have that scene from uh, the parent trap where they tell her there's mountain lions and she starts hitting the rocks together or whatever, all the sticks, like trying it, to get them. And she's like, oh, I'm just doing this so the mountain lions don't come near us. And she's like, there aren't any mountain lions, are there? And they're like, no. It is that sort of thing. I was going to say, is there probably a worse two animals you would imagine finding than two goats because i feel like goats have a reputation for being hot-headed which once again we're in a play a weird game of weird hot-headed animals and things they're known for so are there two worse animals that i can think of yes realistically in the uk let's go in the u let's go uk let's not let's let's tie this in i know this is america but let's go more domesticated let's go for the uk i'd probably say foxes because they got rabies and if they come anywhere near me and end up biting me then i'm gonna be in shit right so your whole (laughs) issue is now protect yourself i mean they can be quite aggressive there is true and you can die of rabies i'm not saying you can't <laughs> you seem like to like, be like laura if you do not get my... rabies treated fairly fucking soon you're in the you know in for the worst okay i'm gonna give you one last assignment on this goat story right okay name those goats name them yeah two why, fighting goats why is my brain is instantly gone beavis and butthead i don't know but it was a very much insight people tweet us at totally buzz uk for what you think these goats should be called like i said i thought these could have potential to be a spin-off wwe animal edition with not, these goats do you not think beavis and butthead was a good one though because they butt heads god say i didn't even pick up on that oh well that's why why it came to my brain i just thought you were like beavis and butthead nailed it done deal the names yeah pretty much you're like done that's actually very good for you we're actually gonna now move on to story three and it's not involving animals you'll be happy to know oh we are once again returning this podcast down under because 
you know, if it's not America, Australia, weird stuff does happen. So this is getting a lot of traction, but I'm going to be honest, it's one of the weirdest stories I've read because as soon as you see the headline, you're like, tell me more. And then when you read the details of this story and people listen at home, you'll be like, I still need to know more. Okay. So, Kaylee, Australian bush, the wildlife, probably a horrible place to be lost right probably a set of probably about a hundred different horror movies oh yeah 100 percent. so a woman survived five days oh my god (laughs) a woman survived five days straight (laughs) stranded in the australian (laughs) bush that scene in mulan when they discover that she's a woman and and the um the it wasn't the general but the general's assistant or whatever and he comes in he's like a woman and it, to the ground. it is the same thing. I imagine when she's telling the story, a woman survived five days <laughs> in the Australian bush that she did. Which you would be thinking, Laura, that story is not weird, right? You're thinking it, it's unusual that a woman was stranded five I mean, days in the Australian cool. bush, but you're like, not weird. Now, what if I told you she survived on wine? I mean, props to her. She was eating sweets and drinking a single bottle of wine. But this is what really got me. Because she was travelling through the dense bush uh, bush in Victoria State and she hit a dead end after taking a wrong turn. Her vehicle became stuck in the mud. Don't know why. Always find it weird that stuck in the mud isn't like a general thing because it, it sounds so... Not like the game of tag, which it is in the UK. I was going to say, like, primary school? Yeah, I get my head did go instantly uh, stuck in the mud. If you're not familiar, UK, the game of tag, but when you do stuck in the mud, you have to stand still with your arms spread out until you get freed by yeah. people running under your arm. Yeah, don't play enough stuck in the mud. Probably should bring them back. The under the arm thing. I just remember like if your team. Oh well, whatever. I mean, oh, you had... right. I might be misremembering it. Well, my uh, well, my version that I played is you have your arms stuck out and someone has to run under either side of your arms to that free you. Sound and... Right, but. Anyway, that is not the stuff we're talking. Classic horror movie trope again, when you're like you're you're pushing down on the accelerator and you're like, rrr, rrr, and the mud spewing out and you're just sinking more because you're bloody amateur. Yeah, basically, this is how she got stuck in the Australian bush. So this woman called Lil- Lillian Ip, who doesn't drink, by the way, only had a bottle of wine in the car as she was planning to give it as a present. So, right. so I mean, she, I, I probably did don't you find think... her new favorite beverage. I imagine if that's what she did. But she was ended up being stranded for five nights. She was then discovered by emergency services as they just flew overhead as part of a search. Obviously, people mm. were like, she's missing. Yeah. But she was like, the first thing coming to mind, I was thinking water and a cigarette. Thank God the policewoman had a cigarette. So I like the idea that she didn't drink. And when the policewoman, you know, did arrive, she's like, do you have a ciggy? <laughs> I imagine this woman being one of those, like, characters from a TV show that have so much money that, like, basic needs are just, like, too poor for her. I may be dehydrated, but I would like a cigarette. Also, do you have water? Because she, this is five days. She was getting to the point where she would basically accepted she was going to die. She even wrote a letter, which is tragic, to her family saying she loved them and stuff like that. I just imagine Lucille from Arrested Development. It, I, I get that. Like, cigarette, how much can one cigarette cost, Michael? Like $10? <laughs> she ended up being about 37 miles away from home, which doesn't sound a lot, but I guess when you're in the bush no, and stuff. it does sound a lot. I mean, considering... No, but I'm saying... to you, not like the bloody Chum Brothers, but my, my place to your place is at least 40 miles. Yeah, okay, I get it. But I'm just saying when you feel stranded, I feel like you'd imagine being hundreds. You know what I mean from civilization? Yeah. It's just 37 miles to me. You feel trapped. But basically, she had a health issue. So she was unable to walk far, hence why she ended up staying at the car, which she oh, ends right. up getting praised at because the police said it's actually a great thing because obviously it made it easier to find. 
Yeah. And if you wandered off into the bushland, you have to then account her. Did she stayed in her car then? Yeah, she basically stayed with her car. She had a few snacks and sweets to eat, but no water and just the wine that she was going to give to her yeah, mum as a gift. I mean, I get drinking the wine, but if anything, you think it'd make her more dehydrated? Probably, but it's still a liquid at that point. And when yeah. you're five days in, it's probably just better to have a liquid. Yeah. But anyway, she ended up being taken to the hospital and has since returned home. So just a bad case of dehydration. But how Jesus. amazing is that? I mean, you got to hand it to her. I feel like it, it sounds a bit like it could be made into a movie. You know, it'd be a like very a weird movie. hours type thing. Yeah, but it'd be very like, they would have to Hollywoodize it. As in, if she just sat in the car for the whole film drinking just wine, like, like, I don't like wine. wine. And... Yeah, like I don't like wine, but here I am. Go, go, I mean, go, go, I'm go. sure somebody will interview her at some point and be like, what was it like? Well, I mean, her whole interview, the bit they put on the BBC website where I've got, you know, they've took it from Nine News Australia. It's just the cigarette line and how she was going to give up. The cigarette line is just classic. She was she was rewarding herself. What would be the first thing you would ask for other than war or food? I'm just assuming you what do you think your mind was resort to? Personally, you know I love my sleep, so I think I just want to go to bed. But surely you'd get enough you can can you not sleep in a car? I mean I could, but I wouldn't be very comfortable. I mean, that- my, my, I have my bed with my mattress topper, like I have very specific comfort needs. Probably a shower. I think a shower would be up there for me because I was going to say a proper bathroom would be. Yeah, like I think proper like, as they say, shower shit and shave. Because it's like, I know obviously this isn't a comparison, but when I went to Reading Festival for a few I days. I love it. This isn't a comparison to a woman being stranded in Australian <laughs> bush. When I went to Reading <laughs> Festival. So when I went to Reading Festival, it was very hot, right? And like, it was like muddy, but it was like dust mud, if that makes sense. So like mm. everywhere you walked, it was just like in the wind, it was just mud, but like particles of mud. So you think you've got like a suntan and you haven't because you wipe your arm with a wet wipe and it's just brown. But the first shower when you get home is just amazing. You just feel so much better because you've gone days without showering. Yeah. No, I get that. I think that's a good vibe. I think that's be what I would be like. I think bathroom. Mm. Just, just for clean running water as well, just in general. Yeah, I think there would be a lot of things that you take for granted, though, that you don't really think about. Like being able to wash your hands, have a shower, sleep in a comfortable bed. I don't know, just little things, I suppose. It is. Probably, I, like I, you I said, that. like going to the toilet. Yeah, because you're not prepared to be out there in the wild, so it is kind of like you're on your own. And imagine, like, that car being like an oven. Yeah, which, uh, depending on what the weather was like, because I obviously am not familiar with what Australia is like in the, this mm. time of year. I imagine it's hot all time of year compared to but what the UK be is. Because, like, the, the whole time I would just be thinking something's going to get in the car. You know what I'm saying? So if you crack the window open, something is going to get in. Yeah, I, I get that. It's, I guess, the unknown. You hear every noise when you try to sleep at night in I'm the day. Like, she didn't make more of an effort to try and get the car out of the mud. Well, she does. It doesn't state how much she'd done, but... Like, I know, probably... like, people try and just, like, you know, put on the gas or whatever, but uh, surely you try and push the car. Well, like, she did say she had a health issue, so she couldn't walk fast, so maybe that stopped her being, like... Maybe. I don't know. It's very interesting. It's one of those questions where you have to really think about it. It's like that whole what three items would you have in a desert island type thing. It's a, obviously, she doesn't like wine and she had to drink a whole bottle to survive. I mean, I don't like wine. Do you think she now likes wine or now associates it with a terrible memory? I mean, it might be one of those things. You know, like when you've had a certain food or a certain drink and then like you throw it up, right? I and can't have put- Ribena for that reason. 
exactly right i can't really drink vodka because of that reason because as soon as it like you get that taste i'm like oh no and then there's like i can't eat particular like duck pancakes and stuff from the chinese and ribs and things because of that reason so i think it would be like one of those where like because she had to drink it for so many days straight it might just give her like ptsd or whatever and she might be like no nah, can't do that though but good again on the other flip end, side she's really given it a chance now really enjoyed it and like never it realized good, good solid try hmm. but then again on the other flip side again because of how dehydrated she was you know she might associate that with drinking alcohol that is true it's not great to be fair depending on what brand it is you might be able to get an advertising deal with the wine company mm. all you need to live australia wine <laughs> oh, brilliant that is kind of a vibe that you could really do a good also yeah. tr- i mean it could have took a real tragic turn then it would have been nothing to joke about but because she's fine we can i feel like there's there. some sort of fun there like for a certain type of wine so like because you've got like merlot zinfandel pinot grigio but I feel like there's that you could make a funny pun out of it. Even the word whining. Are you whining about your normal existence? Mm, I still think it'd be like five days on your own, Pinot Grigio. The only company you need this holiday season. <laughs> Forget the like, family. Forget the kids. You know, you will survive with a sweet white wine. Wonderful. I was going to say, is it? I need to refrigerate. I mean, you said that you don't like wine. Would wine be your nightmare drink to survive on? Or would it be vodka? Because you alluded to that. Oh, God. Yeah, no. I think I'd much rather drink wine than vodka. And I don't even like wine. So, I like an I mean, energy to be drink. Fair, back, at, back at uni, I would drink the occasional rose, but I don't know. I've tried to like wine, but it just is not my thing. It's weird because my mum really likes wine. But I'm just, I, I like really sweet alcohols i'm very much like my dad in that sense because my mum used to talk about how oh, we used to have malibu and pineapple and she thought it was the most disgusting concoction ever but i can kind of see it on my dad's side i can imagine that being quite a nice have mixture. you not tried it um i may just have i say... can't remember but oh that, I, it was I, that I, good I that taste, like most cocktails i had back in the day like a pina colada type drink I like the idea that in the scenario of you being stuck in the woods, there's a chance you would have a, some pina colada. Very <laughs> pina colada mix, fuck it. Yeah, just randomly. Well, what did you find on her? Um, she had some cookies and pina colada mix. But, like, this is the thing, though. So people probably think, oh, it's always good to keep, you know, some water on hand or whatever. But actually, you're not supposed to keep water bottles in the car because... No, I'll tell you why. Because if it's really hot and sunny and the sun hits the, the plastic on the water bottle, it melts the plastic into the water. Surely you just put the water bottle under the seat or out of sight. Well, even so, I think it's something to do with the condensation and stuff as well. But, like, the heat in the car would melt the plastic and inside the water, and then you, you're basically drinking, like, poison. Oh, see, I make sure to have it in case my car needs it. I understand that, like, I get it. But what I'm saying is, like, it's kind of hard to keep any sort of drink. But then again talking about this a few months back i went to halfords with my friend elliot because he had a voucher or something because they parked his car anyway and i was looking around in all the different sections and you can actually now buy a fridge to go in the boot and like i don't know how it works but there's some sort of like you connect it up through your electrics but you can have like a fridge in your boot you know what i'm getting from this his his survival story would be even worse than yours you're being discovered pina colada he's being discovered he's like don't rescue me i've got a fridge yeah. He's got all the stuff and he's like, I'm just happy. 
I mean, but then on the other hand, you're using more petrol and electric. And I don't think when it comes to survival, I really don't think saving the earth. What I'm saying is, it's probably like better to keep bottles of water in a car fridge than it is to. That is true. Anyway, shall we go to an ad break? And when we come back, you can tell us all about TikTok. It's time to squash the beef and settle the debate. Football beef, that is. From debating whether David Beckham is overrated to deciding whether Roberto Firmino really is a formidable Premier League striker, we're grounding out that 100% beef that fans have been grilling each other over for way too long. Each episode features around one player, so all the issues can be chewed out and the solution spat out. Football beef has all the sizzle sizzle, so subscribe now. And we're back from the ad break, Kaylee. TikTok us. Oh, I will. Uh, this week, I picked one which I absolutely... It's one of those moments where you're like, oh, it just melts your heart. It's so sweet. Basically, somebody had filmed... I think he must be about at least four or five year old. Um, and he's got a little lisp, so it makes it that much sweeter. There's a song. I don't know what it's called, but it, basically the lyrics are something about going on vacation and I love my occupation. But this kid's singing it and he just sings it in this really like sweet manner. And he's like saying occupation with his little lisp and vacation and stuff. And like, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it makes it that much cuter because it's obviously a song that's nothing to do with children so like it's it's sort of not an adult song but you get what i'm saying it's for grown-ups like talking about your job and it's not a nursery rhyme or anything like that no so it's like talking about you know you doing your job and going on vacation and stuff and he's like singing it so it's kind of funny because it makes it sound like he has a job and he's taking himself on vacation but it's becoming a more and more popular version of this song like it's becoming a sound on tiktok and stuff i highly recommend watching it it's very catchy i definitely listen to it quite a few times so uh yeah have fun with that only other question i have about the tiktok because i find it is was it is there any word that you used to say adorably as a child that you had to grow out of i'd have to ask my mother see my brother weirdly enough our granddad so my mum's uh, my mum's dad he his name is that was Robert or Bob and my brother couldn't say granddad as a child so he ended up coming up with Bobob which I think at the time was meant to mean granddad but it was nothing to do with the fact that his name was Bob yeah so we enough and then we ended up calling both our granddads Bobob and one lived in Cornwall so we called that one Bobob Cornwall and the other lived in a village called Marston so we called him Bobob Marston it was very weird but it was our thing you know so it was quite interesting because my brother actually really did struggle with his speech when he was little yeah he just couldn't say things quite right or he couldn't really string a sentence together you know he sort of came up it's like he had his own little language but not really like you could understand what he was saying but he just his brain just couldn't quite do it but it's weird because now he's like a successful project manager as an engineer so you know sometimes it's for the best (laughs) obviously his brain was storing his speech for later on so he could get on to another thing (laughs) i love the idea you thought he was just building up and saving his words he's like i'm gonna save this word for later he was putting it in his pouch like a lorikeet yep his word pouch but i don't think there's anything that i particularly used to say i mean if there is i'm sure my mum knows it because i know a lot of people couldn't say spaghetti and they'd say paschetti or whatever but i don't think i was one of those children i'm trying to think if there is anything nothing particularly sticks out to me i feel like it'd be one of those things where i'd instantly be like oh yeah there was this word but what about for you i used to call my cousin stephanie dd oh okay i don't know what because i mean it's a long name Mm. that sounds like it's a long name it's your problem it's not my problem but in terms of other words i don't 
think so. Mm. But yeah, I feel like every child kind of has a few words they just can't seem to get a grip and then you get to grip with them. See, I think for me, like, I don't think it was things I'd say wrong, but like my mum has kept nearly everything from our childhood. Like I'd write a little letters and stuff and some of them are on a bedroom wall and I will read them and I'm like, Jesus Christ, my spelling, like the way I'd spell things. Like you can kind of see it like phonetically spelled. You get it. But then other times I'm like what the bloody hell like going from not being able to spell to being able to spell and then rereading this stuff is just quite funny i can't think of an example i'd have to go into a room but like i think instead of saying you i spelt it like like you'd spell it for a sheep like y-e-w isn't you of... for a sheep e-w-e oh maybe it is Oh, I don't know. But anyway, or like how you would think you'd spell that sort of you. Yes. Instead of Y-O-U, it was Y-E-W. Now we're just like, got I, different spellings of you. I love, I'd, I'd like write, I love you, but Y-E-W. I love the idea, I love you, E-W-E. What? I don't have a sheep, Kaylee. What do you mean? <laughs> but you get <laughs> why what do you love? Why do you love my I'm sheep? Through. Yeah, like, I don't think that's just so funny when you're like, I love you, E-W-E. And they're like, you love my sheep? <laughs> I found a card like that once. But um, it was for my English teacher because she was Welsh. Um, but it didn't oh. say I love you. Oh, it no. Said, um, it was something to do with the word you, but it didn't say I love you, obviously. I think it said I'm going to miss you or something like that. Even sweeter. Yeah, I love you to be in her class forever. It started with a weird. Or it, was, or it might have been thank you. It started with a weirdly problematic stereotype that you pr- were promoted as a child and evolved I into a beautiful card. card. By the way, I was too embarrassed at the end. I was like, well, probably not. I probably shouldn't declare my love for this teacher. So it's probably hanging about in my house somewhere. Wonderful. Anyway, I think that's all we've got time for, that beautiful message of Kaylee's secret love for a teacher like while also abusing them. I feel like the episode title of this is going to be I Love You, spelled Y-E-W. I think this will, I'm going to spell it like the E-W-E sheep and put this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've been the Totally Buzz UK podcast. Hit like, hit subscribe, rate us five tar- stars. Tell us, see, I'm struggling with words already. Tell your friends to listen. Make sure, spread the word, pass the pod, and make sure you come back next Monday at 7am for an all-new episode. And also follow us on Twitter at Totally Buzz UK. This podcast is brought to you by two chatterboxes and a lovable Geordie at totallybuzzed.co.uk.